G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. It's 2020, Alan Lee with you, start of a new week here on Vision, which means it's a Monday time for us to catch up on political goings on. And of course, the ramifications of the change of prime minister are still rumbling on. Most of last week was either spent in a state of shock or with... Well, let's face it, a fair bit of rancour going around. Lyle Shelton is talking to Martin Isles about the fact that we have had five Prime Ministers in five years. It was a big surprise, and I think just talking to people this morning on my way into the studio here, people are quite shocked that, yet again, Australia has gone through this process of having a political coup to unseat a Prime Minister. This is five changes to the Prime Ministership in five years. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, well, Chris Yeoman was on the ABC last night, and he read a text message from a friend of his in Singapore who said the last time Australia had a Prime Minister that served a full term, the iPhone hadn't been invented. Of course, the iPhone was invented in 2007 when uh, John Howard lost the prime ministership. And since that time, uh, this country has not had a prime minister that has served a full term. There's been five, if you account for the two times that Kevin Rudd took the prime ministership. So I think that says something about our political world. But politics in a democracy is a two-way street. So it's something about people as well as politics. What's the cultural thing going on here yeah. uh, that is causing this restless culture? I think a lot of it seems to be very much poll-driven. Uh, Tony Abbott's uh, hasn't been able to lift the polls for the government and, and so for most of this year their polling has been at a, at a fairly low level, but we're still one year out from an election and I wouldn't have thought that was cause for, for panic. As, as Jeff Kennett pointed out yesterday, his polling numbers were often bad when he was Premier of Victoria, but you work your way out of these slumps and people always focus a bit more in the lead up to an election. It just seems like parliamentarians are getting spooked by polls and that a Prime Minister now, to keep his job, has to perform really well in the polls or, or watch their back. Yeah, it would be interesting actually to see maybe a historical trend of sort of how volatile the polls have been over the last five years because mm. you're right, I think it's, it's poll driven. When the polls are down for a while, they all get spooked and they want to keep government and so they, they turn for the leader. But that volatility in the polls is interesting because it, it speaks to the decisions people make and whether they stick with them. Yeah, It speaks to sort of uh, how committed people are and how much they weigh in the balance the decision that they make mm. uh, on voting day just as much as it does speak to sort of the power dynamics within the political party. Yep, yep. Now, this has um, huge ramifications, this change in leader, for those of us who are Christians, who are concerned for Christian values influencing the way we're governed, particularly given that Malcolm Turnbull is such a strong advocate for changing the definition of marriage. This is going to have massive consequences now going forward, isn't it? Yeah, look, you and I, Lyle, were both at the parliamentary prayer breakfast yesterday morning, which is a fabulous event. There was a lot of Christians there. There was a lot of politicians there. We prayed for the country and we uh, took readings um, and, and so forth. And it was brilliant. But I think it was you who made the observation that, you know, the numbers have, have dropped down a little bit. And it seems to me that 
maybe some parts of the church are becoming a little bit complacent about their engagement with the civic life of our nation and the national political discourse. And you say there's ramifications here for the church. We, we have a, a prime minister who doesn't see things exactly the same way that we see them. And we have issues around, say, the marriage issue, but there, there could be quite a number of others. And if the church doesn't stand up and be heard, then they're just going to roll over, aren't they? And they're going to roll over and be ignored. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right, Martin. I don't know, you and I and the rest of our team at ACL are just determined that we're going to redouble our efforts. We've got to continue to encourage our community fellow Christians that politics is not something that can be approached passively. We we have to engage, we have to speak up. We do have a Prime Minister now who supports changing the definition of marriage and therefore the definition of family. That has social justice consequences for children who won't be allowed to know their mother or father. It has consequences for women who will be required to provide donor wombs and donor eggs, will need anonymous sperm, so that the effects of marriage, so-called marriage equality, can be delivered. This is what's really at stake, and I hope we can persuade our new Prime Minister that there's deep ethical issues here that need to be engaged with. Yeah, I was interested on that point. Perhaps one of the things that people are concerned about for the church is that when they stand up and advocate, they think sometimes that by standing for the truth, they compromise on the love aspects of the gospel and yeah. being winsome and appealing. And likewise, when they can concentrate on the love aspects, then they can't reconcile it with truth. And I was interested at the prayer breakfast yesterday, Michael Ramsden from Ravi Zacharias International Ministry sort of took that issue head on. And he said, look, the example that we follow the example of Jesus is is an example of both truth and love in one. And I think you've just articulated really well on the marriage issue. Yeah, it's a, it's a truth issue. This is the truth about what marriage is. But it's a love issue because mm. when you enact that truth, what you do is you achieve the greatest social justice for the children of our society. And what greater object is there for our love and for social justice in Australia than children? And people say, oh, well, that's not true. The studies say, the studies say. But those of us who have read the studies and those of us who have examined the studies know the truth, that it does make a difference. And so here we have the church able to stand up and say, here's truth and love in policy. Even though it's unpopular, we can make the case if only we talk about it, if mm -hmm. only we advocate, if only we stand up and be counted. And we can bring these views back into the public discourse. Yeah, no, that's that's really well said, Martin. And, you know, I think Michael Ramston's address to the parliamentary prayer breakfast in Canberra on Monday was incredibly timely. You'd almost think it was providential given what has unfolded. And you're quite right. We're going to need to see a lot more courage exercised to speak in this current political environment. And I hope this is a wake-up call for all of us as Christians that we, we stand up and be counted and that we don't shrink back. Mm, good advice indeed. That's uh, Lars Shelton talking there too. Martin Isles and uh, of course Lyle appears regularly on this program on the political spot at this time every Monday. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au and remember Vision is listener supported your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life learn more or donate today at vision.org.au